If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Today, TJ, great episode. But before we do, let's say a quick shout-out and get caught up with our friends over at Shot Tracker. Yeah, Adam, uh, just preparing for the season, thinking about what things I'm going to track this year. And uh, that's what analytics does for you. The What, what you track and, and what you measure um, gets done. So uh, coaches wanted to, to challenge you to think about maybe tracking three different things analytically. And Shot Tracker tracks multiple things. I, in fact, I was just going over 12 different things that I they can help a team track and make practices more competitive. But uh, when I was talking to the leadership over there and, and Davion, and they were talking about how Shot Tracker made practices more competitive. And it challenged me to think about this. What analytics are you using? What are you charting to make your practices more competitive? It's a great, a great question to ask yourself leading into the season. Awesome stuff. Special thanks to Shot Tracking and all their support of the Harwood Hustle, longtime supporter of the show. We appreciate them. Listen, TJ, today, really looking forward to this topic. It's about building active followers on your team. Just finished reading a book called Legacy. Highly recommend it. Uh, it's about the All Blacks rugby team and one of the most historically successful teams of all time. Uh, it's a book written by James Kerr. But in there, it talks about active followers, active followers. And, and what it says is, and I, I believe this, that oftentimes uh, what's happening in a team, it's not that the team is struggling from a lack of leadership as they are struggling from an active follower. Okay, mm-hmm. that the followers on the team are not performing, that it's not a leadership issue, it's a follower issue. And I think this may be an interesting thought process for coaches because we don't think and talk a lot about the follower. We're always talking about leadership. It's always about the leader. And, and the reality is this. Sometimes you've got players who lead. Sometimes they follow. Sometimes they rotate. Different parts of the season, you've got different people leading. right? But how are the people that are being led, how are they performing? What are they doing? You know, I think about with us, TJ, the Hardwood Hustle, we kind of have a rotating leadership. There's times where you take the lead. There's times where I take the lead. And it kind of just shifts with the season, uh, depending on the different things we're working on or the different opportunities. And, you know, but the reality is I find myself when, when you are taking over a, a certain responsibility of it, I try to then step into this role of being a great follower. Right where I want to respect you, I want to be engaged, I want to be receptive to what you have, I want to kind of honor you in that position. But then there's times naturally where I will take the lead, mm-hmm. and and you will do the same. You you will step in, you'll move from your leadership role into a follower role, and you will try to perform as as what they termed a active follower, a healthy follower that is engaged, that is respectful, that is receptive. And because of that dynamic, because we're willing to move up and down successfully, I think that's what allows the show to be really good, right? Because the reality is you could be an extremely strong, healthy leader 
in the times where you're leading, but if I was fighting against it, if I was you know, trying to deny it, if I was trying to resist what you were trying to do, it wouldn't matter necessarily how great of a leader you, you were. The problem wouldn't be you. It would be me. So I, I think it's a question we should ask coaches and ask ourselves, is the problem on your team not a lack of leadership, but is it a lack of healthy followers? Hmm. Yeah, I actually want to share how this played out in my life a little bit. You know, I think I've I'm wired a little bit more like a leader, and I've been a leader. You know, I got the game started, I helped pick the teams, I did all that stuff, and I've always kind of been that type of leader uh, growing up. And I, I don't think it was until I learned to become a better follower, which I think is still a continual process with me. I'm still figuring that out, how to always be a, a good follower. But I don't think it's until I learned things like that, or you were just talking about, to become a good follower, until I it, it took that for me to value the follower role. Hmm. And, and so when I went in and I spoke, as I think a lot of coaches here probably do, all we ever talked about to our teams was about leading. You know, it, it, 99% of the conversations would be around leading and leadership. And you're right. I mean, followership is, is crucial. It's, it's super important. I mean, in fact, you probably can't become a very good leader until you become a good follower. And so it really challenged me. And I actually wrote down in my notes this summer of things I wanted to get better at. And one of them is how to teach better followership. Hmm. And I don't even know if that's a word. but It, it is now. It is now. <laughs> but I, I would, Google I, wasn't a word. It was. Yeah, there you go. But uh, – I, I, you know, it is really important because what I found is that everybody in our team would continually ask to be a leader, ask to be a leader, and there was different things. Some of them weren't ready to be a leader. Some of them didn't know how to be a leader. And so they could assume the role of a good follower, but the reality is, and, and as a leader, I never really taught them, and I also never asked them to be a good follower. I just expect leadership out of them. Hmm. And that can cause some interesting dynamics and some trouble within your team. This is a really powerful thought process, TJ, because I, I think there's coaches right now that are still thinking, oh, I just don't have the leadership. I need the leadership. When in reality, you may have the leaders. There may be individuals on your team that are really good leaders and don't cut them short, right? Don't do that. They may be doing the job and doing it correctly and growing in their role but they just aren't surrounded by the appropriate followers. And I tell you, you could be a great leader, but if you're not surrounded by the appropriate followers or healthy followers, we're all going to look like bad leaders. That's just the reality. Okay, TJ could try all day long, but if I was a bad follower, he, he wouldn't look like a very good leader. <laughs> okay, because I'm going to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. I'm going to be defiant. I'm going to do my own thing, right? And TJ's over here like, what, I'm, I'm trying to be – a good leader, and, and coaches could perceive that as, oh, you know, there's a lack of leadership in this room. Well, maybe there isn't, okay? So, so coaches, I think right now is a great time for you to evaluate this question. If, if you want to see your team and you're in the process of trying to get your team to the next level, do you think your team's a lack of leadership? Is that what they're lacking? Or is your team lacking healthy followers? It's a question we need to ask ourselves. We'll, we'll kind of explain some of the traits that are associated with active followers, but rem reminding coaches, it's a constant evolving. Okay, it almost reminds me of like birds flying south for the winter. TJ, they they fly in that perfect V. We all know that, right? right. Mighty ducks, right? They get in that perfect V. But what happens in that perfect V? The one bird leads, 
right? And then after they lead, they move to the back and another person goes to the front. They move to the back and another person goes to the front. It's this synchronized support system that the birds had where it's just not one leader. And, and that's the same with teams, right? Yes, you may have some that are a little bit more bent towards leadership, but there's a variety of people stepping up in different moments throughout the season. It's a support system that's moving around. But what happens is when the bird gets to the front, they're able to perform and get to where they want to go. Did you know, TJ, that birds will fly 70% faster when they're in the V than when they're solo? Um, I actually did know that because Rick Torbett – did a chapel service at one of our PGC Glacier clinics and actually shared that. So actually, that's how I learned it. <laughs> well, I want Now you've got me curious what point he connected it back to. That's another episode. Okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. But they're able to fly seventy percent faster because of the followers behind them building and and creating the momentum right in the support system that allows them to go. So I think it's interesting that you know from an active follower perspective. We've got to ask ourselves the question, how's our team performing? Are we healthy or are we not? Yeah. Let's take a quick halftime break. All right, let's jump in with our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's communication tip of the episode. I think we all know people and have all spent time with people that have a long history of miscommunication that follows them. Everywhere they go, they seem they are involved in some form of miscommunication. As someone trying to be a great communicator, it is important that we recognize and identify who those people are. So when the time comes and we get in conversation with them, we don't fall into the same trap. That we make a point to overemphasize our communication in order to not fall victim to being part of their miscommunication. Identify those people this week, take note, and make sure you don't fall into the same trap so many others around them seem to fall into. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app that is serving coaches all over the country and saving them time, allowing them to get back to what they want, which is coaching. TJ, active followers, right? We all need them, right? It's very important that they're healthy within our team. What does a healthy follower look like? That was my first question for you. What is a health? Because I'm. This is my summer project, figuring out what mm-hmm. they what they look like. Um, so I'd love to to hear your your thoughts on that. My my first initial um, thought on a really good active follower is just they embrace the role. Like they just they just embrace the fact that like uh, that, that what we talk about it's just not about me, and so they have to embrace it's not about me. And they have to believe in the leader. And if they believe in the leader and they embrace the fact that it's not about them and they see the leader doing something, an active follower, you can see that they have the leader's back. It could be with body language. It could be with words. And it could be with actions. I think there's a lot of ways. You know, I think sometimes as a leader, uh, there's more responsibility on you to make sure that you're doing probably all of those things you know you're saying it you're doing it um but as a, as a follower i think it's it could be a little bit easier it's not easy to be a follower an active follower but i think you could show up multiple ways to show your support for the leader so a couple things what you just said one i i don't know if i think that you always have to believe in the leader i think it's great if you do believe in the leader i think that's a bonus um but there's times where as an active follower at least for me where 
I will support, I will encourage, I will have that individual's back. I, I will follow their guidance, but I don't necessarily fully believe it. I don't know if that makes sense, right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, so seen, give, me, give me an example. Like, I think that part might be part of my strong leadership build, right? Is like if I don't believe in it, I'm not going to do it, you know? And so that's kind of where I tend to uh, need to believe. Like I, I've seen uh, as, as, my, as my own ability to follow maybe it's my lack of ability to follow right when i've been around and uh you know mono's a great leader and when he leads i believe in what he's doing now i don't always agree with everything that he does but i do follow because i believe in the leader does that make sense i do follow him even though i'm not like ah, i'm not a hundred percent with that i have a dis you know a different opinion on this but that's the leader and i believe in him so i can follow him so for me and maybe it's different for everybody, right? But that's tend tend to be my tends to be my um, check. You know, like if I believe in you, uh, I, I can I can ride with you. Give an example, okay? So I will I'll task an individual to create something within a company, okay? Mm-hmm. I I may not fully believe in all their capabilities yet, mm-hmm. okay? I, I I'm I'm still they're still kind of showing. But I want to give them that leadership space. I want to honor them. I want to encourage them. I want to support them. I want to help them. Right? I will have their back, and I will. I, I guess you could say I will believe in them for this. It's almost like a high, like a quasi belief in them. Like I'll, I'll believe in them because I want them to know that I, I've got their back, even though there still may be some slight reservations. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe I'm just going too deep down this kind of rabbit hole here, but I, I think. Having that player's back, TJ, critical. Yeah. Right. Them knowing, like, I've got your back. I think. I think the the degree or level to what you have their back through failure does matter, right? But mm-hmm. there's also that that place of like, look, you can't just give them a leadership role, give them the the opportunity to do it, and they lead they lead the flock to to jumping off the cliff, right? I mean, you got to you got to be careful to some degree. <laughs> you do. You do absolutely do. Here's a couple things that I think is really important. Put it in your book, TJ. And can I get a copy? Yes. Thank you so much. All right. What book is this? You were said you were writing a follower book. Huh? You said this summer you were writing an active, fo- a healthy follower book. I said that. <laughs> you may have just used it as an illustration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That you're working no, on. I was. I'm trying to learn. I'm definitely not writing a book, but I'm trying thought, to. I'm trying to learn so I that thought, I can become a you better. You know what? I could have swore yeah, maybe I, I put the words in my hey, mouth. Look for look for my book on <laughs> wherever they sell books. Kindle library. <laughs> But uh, yeah. they don't sell books in the library. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> that's why I'm not writing one. Listen, I think one thing that's really important. All right, I, I think a lot of the leaders I work with stop leading others because they just aren't receptive to their leading. I think that's huge. Yeah. That's absolutely huge, right? I hear it all the time. Ah, I try. I try. And don't don't even listen. No, no one listens. I try to tell them they're just going to do their own thing, right? So I think that's huge. You've got to be extremely receptive to your coach, right, or to your leader. Be coachable. I, I think respectful, respecting them just from like a manner perspective, but also respecting them, giving them the space and freedom to lead, right? Like I try to tell players that all the time. And, and when I tell coaches in our captain uh, seminars, when you roll out the captains, 
asked the team to give them space to lead. Yeah. Right? That you're going to ask the captains to do certain things throughout the year and, and to do certain things throughout the practice. And in order for that to happen, you got to give them some space to lead. Can you give them that freedom? Can you respect that? I think it's a great thing to do is, is ask players to give them that space. I mean, the conscious awareness of this person is trying to lead and, and we, we've got to give them space to do that. I, Mono often says this, you know, when, it, when we're building leaders, you know, put them out on a tightrope, but make sure there's a safety net there. Hmm. And, and I think that's a good way to groom leaders from, from, a, from a leadership as the head coach or assistant coach on down to a player. That's a good, good thought when grooming them is put them on the tightrope but have the safety net. But then there's another degree to that. You know, there's the leader, the mentor, trying to help the player lead. And then there's how do I actually teach the followership? That could, they, the whole ship can blow up if you don't have the right followership. And, and I think um, that's a, a really powerful way to do that is just to ask permission mm-hmm. for them to have space to lead. So as we continue building your book here, receptive, respectful, okay, giving them that space, being open to coaching and all that. I think the other thing is you've got to live in a state of encouragement for that leader, recognizing that that leader is stepping into a new position Okay. Um, in many cases, they're stepping into a new role. They may not fully have the confidence yet. I think that's important for followers to recognize that that person that's being tasked to lead, this may be their first run at the rodeo. Okay, this may be their first go around in this position. They may not have this wherewithal, this confidence, this know how. So recognize that and say, okay, when I. I'm in a position where I'm not confident. What makes me more confident? Oh, yeah, when I've got people that support me, that encourage me, that got my back, right? Maybe that's what I should do to this person, mm-hmm. right? I have their back. Encourage them, right? Praise them. Give them that confidence. And I can tell you this much. If a player stepped into a team environment, lacked confidence as a leader, but walked out of that environment with three, four, five, six, seven people praising them with encouragement, I guarantee they go home that night a significantly more confident leader than they went in. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I really, gosh, my book is going to be good. But, uh, you know, I think. I think Forward you, and chapters <laughs> written by. Yeah. <laughs> Might just, uh, but you know, I think that, um, gosh, this could be multiple conversations here. Just thinking about it, because if you think about even our number of podcasts that we've done, ninety percent of the time, ninety-five percent of the time, when we're talking about leadership, we're talking about leading. You know, I, I don't remember us only talking a few times about followership. I, th- I think this is one of the first. Yeah, yeah. W- one of the first. And I feel very convicted as we talk about it, thinking about how crucial it is to the process. Um, yet as, as a coach, I feel convicted as, you know, if it's crucial to the process, why is it only taking up 3% of my time or 2% of my time? Dude, it's funny you say that, TJ, because I, I feel convicted also for a slightly different reason. I feel convicted and bad and a little bit upset at myself that I think there's been times that I have really become frustrated with certain leaders on the teams that I work with, right? Frustrated and wanting to see more out of them for various reasons and and possibly not recognizing the fact that it wasn't them mm-hmm. or that it wasn't solely them. But there was a group of individuals that even the best leader would found hard hard to lead. Right? So, you know, in that case you take a, a 
growing leader, right? An entry level leader, a rookie leader, and you spe- expect them, where like even the most mature, advanced veteran leader would struggle with, right? Is that more an indictment on that person or the team? And I think where we would go as coaches, we'd point our finger over here, right? Because it's we're trying to build the leader. We're so focused on the leader. When in reality, the rest of the team maybe needed to be addressed, and this one simply just needed to be encouraged and supported and reminded they were doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking about my my whole mind goes to my team right now, and I'm thinking about going back, getting my seniors in a room, asking them what, what, what do you – it doesn't have to just be seniors, but I have a good group of seniors, right? What do you want to lead us in this year? And what are you passionate about leading this team in? Hearing each one of their answers – and then going back to the group and saying, hey, listen, you know, Kendrick is going to lead us in this. Emerson's going to lead us in this. Who in here is willing to follow them and give them the space to make mistakes? Just that level of just awareness and permission, I think, would not only support your, your leaders, let them know you've got their back, but also would just make everybody else conscious of the fact that, like, man, this is what I need to do, and I'm going to do this for the betterment of the team. And also it gives them an opportunity to, to bless the leader by getting their back and, and to, 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 to show a friend, to show a teammate like, hey, I can do this. I can play this role for you. I can help in your development. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be more in-depth than that, but I look forward to just the, those starting conversations. That'll be powerful. I'll be curious to see how that plays out. I would love for you also to include in the, the question when you just have the seniors, ask them if they think it will be difficult to lead the rest of the team in this manner. Yeah. So if they pick that topic, I want to lead them in this. Ask, hey, do you suspect it would be a challenge to lead the team in that? And if so, why? Mm-hmm. Right, like get some perspective, right, to see if they think, nah, these guys are going to be tough to lead. Like they're not good followers. Yeah, and then you can maybe even use that as content, right, when you're having that talk and say, you know, I, I hate to say this, but and it pains me to say this, but and I asked some of the guys if they thought this that they could lead us in this, and they were concerned, yeah, that we wouldn't be open and receptive enough yeah. and willing to be led. Yeah. What? What? Listen, guys. You know this is going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like people might doubt my book because we're just now talking about this, and <laughs> the fact that I'm just now putting it into play, they might not feel like I'm an expert on it. But uh, tweet know. us if you want the book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're pre-selling the book, uh, even though we, we're really not. I'm going to have to listen back to. I'm going to have to listen back to this episode, DJ, because I swore you said early on, you were like, "Look, I, I've been working on this book this listen, summer." I, I'm a man of my word. So if I said I'm writing a book, I'm writing a book. We'll have to replay this. Oh man, listen though, TJ, hey, I I enjoy our role of leading and following one another, Absolutely, right? Like yeah. the times where you step up and I can tell, right? Uh, you've got something on your mind. You've got a plan. You're, you're, you are moving, right? Like uh, some of your workout buddies recently gave you a nickname, the brick, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I can tell when the brick is moving, it's moving, right? You're like, I did all this this morning, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, he's moving. And I just, I get in, right? And I'm like, let's go, right? Like how can I support you? How can I encourage you, give you feedback, thoughts, and all that? And then I appreciate you on the flip side, the moments where I – you know, maybe I've worked up a topic list and I say, you know, let's run with it. Let's go here, here, here. And you're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I appreciate that as well. So 
the two different roles, it works because both are honoring both positions. Absolutely. So, listen, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully it challenged you and gave you some things to think about as you go back with your team and you work to identify, is this a leadership issue? Is this more of a follower issue? And to become more intentional in building the followers to make sure they're healthy, just as much as you're trying to build the healthy leadership, recognizing how they play off each other and they build off each other and you can't have one without the other. So, I'm Adam. He's TJ. Together we are the Harwood Hustle. Till next time, we're out.